Welcome to All The Things, a podcast for moms seeking an inspired life. Hi, I'm your host, Lisa Chin. I am a writer and a coach, and my most passionate truth is that the world needs the real you. That's why I created this podcast, to discover all the things that make us who we are, because the better we understand ourselves, the more good we can do in the world. So let's do that together. Hello and welcome to today's episode. I am Lisa Chen, your host, and today's episode is a real conversation. And now real conversations at all the things are conversations. They're not interviews per se, they're conversations between me and a, and a guest. And we center on one topic, one aspect of who we are. And we kind of dive into it a bit and learn about each other's perspectives. And then we may deviate from there, but the whole idea is to just have a real conversation and, and share it. Today's conversation is with Amelia Sherry. She is an anti-diet, weight neutral, and health at every size nutrition therapist. She is the founder of Nourisher, an online space dedicated to helping mothers embrace happy, healthy relationships with food so that their children can too. She also runs a free online community called the Nourisher Collective for mothers who come together around the shared goal of protecting kids from diet culture. And now before we get started, I wanted to first acknowledge that I am speaking and podcasting from the traditional and unceded land of the Nipmuc and Massachusetts tribes. The purpose of the land acknowledgement in this podcast is to ground the conversations that we have with an understanding that this is one aspect of the wide spectrum of experiences and particularly this episode around motherhood, the experiences of black and brown mothers is not the same. You know, systemic and social injustices and inequities exist on all levels and through all aspects of who we are. Um, And that includes motherhood, particularly with the higher maternal death rates for black and brown mothers, the treatment of babies with black and brown skin, and the history of genocide and separation of mother and babies with the native people in this country is something that can't not be said and not be recognized in this conversation. And so let's dive in with Amelia. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's conversation with Amelia Sherry. Um, Amelia and I met each other through a program that we both took last year. And this is actually the first time we're talking in person, or I guess virtually, but live, voice to voice, face to face. Um, And so I'm really excited to have Amelia on today. Hi, Amelia. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to sort of meet you in air quotes as well and see your face. I've read so much of your writing and followed your work online now for probably a year, a year, I think, since that was um, back in the beginning of the pen. Oh, no, no, that was a different class. So it's been a while, but um, it's great to meet you. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy you have this podcast. And I'm really excited to talk to you today. Amelia, can you introduce um, yourself to the audience so they get to know you a little bit better? Sure, I'd love to. My name is Amelia Sherry. I'm the founder of Nourisher, which is an online space dedicated to helping mothers who want to come together around the shared goal of protecting their daughters from diet culture. By training, I'm a pediatric dietitian nutritionist, and I have a background, a personal background in disordered eating, which I recovered from and then started 
um, working with children and families and um, have come up with my own take on the best ways to help your children have a healthy relationship with food. Um, and I think that's about it. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I, you know, we met each other through this marketing program that we both took last year, right? Started right around this time, actually. And it, I remember reading your posts about the work that you do and how important it was for, for mothers to be able to navigate this new terrain. And I think it's just so cool that we're now on in this having this conversation about it. Um, I wanted to, you know, season one is about the people that I know, and I wanted to kind of orient the audience to our relationship and kind of how we know each other and, and so that they understand a little bit about us. So would you mind sharing a little bit about that? We know each other in a, what I consider a wonderful, wonderful world, which is part of Akimbo. So they're online courses. The one that we both took um, coincidentally at the same time was about marketing. And marketing is something that I really struggle with, with my own business. Um, as you know, I um, really come from a feminist perspective with regard to how I approach nutrition and how um, I work with mothers who are concerned about having their daughters also be empowered around issues such as food and weight and eating. So the way we met is by the way with online virtually and it's constantly writing about in a shared forum about the work we do, issues we're struggling with and putting out what we're trying to uh, put out in the world. And it's a great safe space, right? Because it's just people who are there to share their work, to learn from Seth Godin was the um, marketing expert who was putting out the lessons there for us, which he's amazing if you're interested in marketing. I love those courses because we're taught to listen to others, find things that resonate with us and then contribute generously by commenting. And the way we know each other is, I think I started a mother's group because I thought you had, and you're, you were dedicated to that and that was related to my work. And we started reading each other's posts and whatever I was writing was resonating with you and you were so generous and commented and helped me with things I was struggling with there. And then I had an opportunity to learn about your work. So that's how we met. We met virtually and that is one silver lining for me of the pandemic is that I started connecting. You were talking, um, we were talking about community before we, we started this broadcast. And even though the pandemic limited my community and I stopped, it was very painful to stop seeing moms at the bus stop and moms at, you know, here and there. And the, those are the people that I'm in close proximity to in my current life as a mom. Um, that got shut down, right? But it actually, I know for, for me, there was a silver lining because I started connecting with people through courses and community online and it really opened up my world. So many people I was connecting, not just because of proximity, but like my connection with you was, was something that would have never happened, right? It wouldn't have actually been on that course. So I started sort of attracting people towards me that were more in line with my, my thoughts and my goals and um, the people that I wouldn't necessarily have definitely probably would not have just bumped into, right, at the bus stop. Um, so the way we connected, it, I'm so grateful for it and um, it's unusual. It's slightly pandemic related for me because I said I wouldn't have gone in there and it's been, it's been great. 
Yeah, I think it's so interesting nowadays that we have all these different like layers of relationships or even just kind of bubbles in a way. Like you have your, like I have my marketing bubble and I have my local community and then I have my family and I kind of even historically have kept them all separate. But I think kind of all of that feeds into who we are. I posted a couple of weeks ago about identity and you shared something with me that was really fascinating and something that I think a lot of other mothers would be able to identify with. Um, would you mind sharing what you shared with me? Thanks for giving me an opportunity, like, because it, um, you, you posted about identifying as mother and I, and I was uh, very quick to respond that I don't like identifying that way. And that I also have a little shame around that. I, there's something that I get a little um, bristly and uncomfortable, like leading with, I'm a mother in my bio, even though it's so related to my work and it is a huge part of who I am. Um, but I'm, I'm not happy. I don't like to, to say, and I'm a mom, you know, when I'm, when I'm identifying myself. So yeah, so that opened up a can of worms between us, right? And it's a can of worms or an interesting conversation, but like why I have a problem with that and why I have some shame around it as well. So can you describe the shame that you feel around it? So first of all, I think you, you kind of pushed me by asking that question to look inward and think about why I'm uncomfortable with it. And I, it is because I don't want, it feels very limiting and I don't want to be just a mom. And moms are being a mother and motherhood and that connection is so important and I get so much out of it and it's it is one of the most important parts of my life but also I don't want it to negate all the other things that I am and was before I was a mom and and that's why I I don't want it to take away from those other parts of who I am and what I want to do and so of course I feel shame I would never want I don't think my, my girls, I have two daughters and I don't think they really care. They're young about how I identify, but I don't want them either to be limited by that ideal as they get older. Um, the shame part is just that I know, I feel like other moms would, would frown on that, I guess was a shame. Like, you know, that, that, that should be the most important thing in my life. Mm. It's so interesting because it's a double-edged sword, right? Like, because let's just say half the mothers that we know may be completely in that, in that identity, right? They would introduce themselves first. And then I feel like another half would feel kind of that this isn't all of me. And I think I actually vacillate between the two. And maybe we kind of all do that a little bit because we it just me depends on the day, depends on if you feel like you're being a good mom at that moment as well. Yeah. And you mentioned also like even the terms wife and sister and it's is that because they all kind of feel limiting and that that's not exactly who you are yeah what i said in the post was that i don't like defining myself by in my my relation to other people so when i say that i'm a mother it makes it seem that my role is important because i'm here to in relation to my kids i'm here to take care of them and that's my role in the world and when I say I'm a wife, I feel like that makes it seem like I'm here in relation to my husband. I'm here to be his wife. And the same with sister. 
oh, I'm here because I'm here to support my siblings. And I mean, I have a brother, so here I am, I'm his sister. So it, it's, I don't like identifying in relation to other people. I never thought about or intellectualized it until we're having you know, this conversation and you asked me these great questions. Um, but that is how I felt when I, when I thought about maybe that like that is the reason. And I wanna identify more with who I am, who I was before I was a mom and who all those things I am that have nothing yet to be with, have nothing to do with being a wife or a sister or a mom. That said, are those roles in my life important? Absolutely. They take up lots of my time, my attention. They're so important to me. You know, my kids are something I think about probably 50, 80, 70. I don't know how much percent of my, you know, some days it's 100%. And actually most days it's quite the majority right now where I am in life, right? My children are six and 10 and it's a lot, you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of enjoyment and involvement. So right now it, being a mother is the, one of the forefronters in my, in my, as far as my identity, but there is something that I don't like about identifying. How do you feel about it? I put it in there because it informs so much of what I do. So I, I was someone before I was a mom and I'm someone completely different after a mom. I'm still who I am in, in, in so many essences, right? But the way that I do things, my considerations, my understanding of the world, what I want to do in the world, it, it all has shifted after becoming a mom. And so to me, it's one of the most pivotal things that has happened. And and at the same time, I thought I wanted to create a podcast for moms and I want to talk about motherhood. And then it, and it felt like I should do that too, because it's been so important, but I'm realizing as I've gone through this process of creating this podcast is that I'm not quite so sure if I actually want to focus on moms. It doesn't feel right to me while at the same time it has informed who I am, but that doesn't mean that I have to completely let it engulf my life in that way because just because you you know like just because I love playing soccer doesn't mean I need to be soccer coach you know um and so I I don't know if I lead with that but I do say that I have children and I think that that part of my identity allows me to kind of connect with people in a different way and so it is part of the conversation but I I do get um, not, I don't, don't want to say frustrated because that feels really strong, but I would love to have more conversations that were beyond that, kind of like this, where it's not just about the day-to-day -day drudgery <laughs> of being a mom, um, but that, but at the same time, having those conversations is so important because connecting on that level allows us to kind of orient and, and know that we're not alone in our struggles and and all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear, I hear what you're saying is I struggle with the same thing because um, in case it wasn't clear at the beginning of the podcast, this is very ironic because my entire career is dedicated to supporting moms and my work is dedicated to helping moms raise daughters who have healthy relationships with food. So motherhood has become that role in life, a big part of my work self-identity yes I am a mother but and I and I embrace it being a mother is colors it's such a large part of the female experience in this world 
for people who have chosen to become mothers and mothering is something that many women do even if they don't have their own children and you've also been mothered your your mother has contributed so much to your identity if you've had that relationship in your life so this is a crucial this is a, a crucial relationship and it is so important there's a lot that goes along with it right yeah we have that in common that we've dedicated our work and our focus right now to to this experience in some way of being a mother it is it does rock your world and does shift i like what you said about how it shifts your focus and when you do take on that role yeah absolutely i mean any type of those relationships that we have have colored our our tapestry if you will um you know i think i'm also a sister to a brother and that experience has you know has completely changed me as a person. I mean, I, I was never not a sister, so I can't say that there was a before and after, but I imagine there would have been a before and after with our relationship as well. So I think that that's really interesting. So then my question to you is like, when you introduce yourself to people, what do you, what do you say? Well, it depends on context for the purpose of my work. When I introduce myself, I say, I lead with I'm the founder of Nourisher, but I do add that I am a mother. I think in the context of my work, it signals to other moms that I have, we have a shared experience. So it's important to mention it then. It's not something I lead with when I meet, when I meet someone in other professional realms, when I was working in the hospital, when I was working with other doctors, when I was, um, I, you know, all the places you meet people, that's not something that I lead with at all. So if it's not relevant, I, I don't, I don't mention it. And certainly the freedom of this class that we were in, we were more identifying with our ideas and how we wanted to help other people, which I found to be very liberating and um, exciting and empowering. I really felt like leading with what I want to bring into the world, aside from being a mom, is made me feel really, really reawakened a part of me that had been asleep since before becoming a mom. And it excited me so much. And I'm so grateful for that experience. It is ironic that I, you know, both of our work, we did connect, right, because of our shared experience of motherhood. So there is a part of connection and community with that. It is curious why I have that reservation about leading with that. Yeah. And you said, you know, specific, it seems like specifically like professional settings. It doesn't seem like it's, um, it's something that you would lead with. And I would say that, you know, myself as well. I mean, in the professional setting, I wouldn't in, you know, I have a full-time job. I wouldn't say right off, you know, I, I would say that I'm part of this team and this is my role, but I don't say, hey, I'm a mom. Um, and until it becomes, I feel like a point of connection, you know, like when you were saying like, like the terms mother, wife, and sister are all terms of relation to someone else. It's almost like saying those words also allows us to be in relation with other people. Yeah, so you're explaining that you have that shared experience of being a wife or being in a partnership and being um, having siblings. Yeah, de definitely does. I guess if it's re if it's relevant, then it is great to mention it. Um, it always just context defines everything, right? Yeah, but if you find that when I am at work and I and I say, oh yeah, you know, 
one of my kids, blah, blah, blah. It, it makes you, it, it kind of makes me a person when I, when I bring that up. And so like that part of my identity almost like makes me more, not more personable. It just makes me more real that I have this other aspect to myself because they kind of know me in one setting. Right. And like, I imagine your clients go to you and they, they, or maybe not clients, because maybe they've read your stuff. Maybe you're introducing yourself to like a new, new colleague or new partner, and they kind of know you in one context. And it's almost like flat, right? Like they kind of can put all these, um, you know, if you're a dietitian, then they can kind of, they're going to fill all, fill in the blanks. And then like, when you introduce another angle of yourself, it kind of puts you in another dimension. And then like, I feel like the more and more it kind of rounds us out and I'm like kind of moving my hands to kind of show like it just ends up filling in all that space as we're as we have more conversations and more connections and and there's less assumptions and more just understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think as you build trust with someone and develop rapport and relationship, you're more willing and want to share those personal details so it's the fact that I'm a mother is a personal detail that I I don't want like again don't want to leave with it but I would share it in context and even when parents come to me for nutrition advice they don't exactly if they come to me in a clinical setting they don't know if I am my background or my they don't haven't read my blog or been on my website they're coming to me through the door of a, a clinical environment they don't know if I'm a mom, they don't know if I have a family, if I'm married, for what, you know. Um, so I do share that when it's relevant, if it is a way to foster connection so that it, it lets the person know, okay, I've been there and, and I've struggled with it. It's actually very powerful um, in a counseling session when you do reveal some shared experience, especially if it's something that you've, you know, you're letting the person know that they're not alone in this. So um, the, the fact that I've been a pediatric dietitian and been, a, and have the experience of being a mother has often been quite powerful in certain settings to say, we, I share, I share that with you. And we, I've struggled with whatever the parent is struggling. They were immediately relaxed. And um, yeah, so having shared experiences is um and being willing to 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 offer that to the other person is a great way to build connection and trust and understanding can i ask you a question i know this is your podcast can you tell me more about what what reclaiming motherhood means for you so for those who don't know reclaiming motherhood is my instagram handle and it took me a while to get there there's so many aspects to it. Um, the idea of reclamation is, you know, I went to Marshall's. Um, I love Marshall's. <laughs> I'm not sponsoring this podcast yet, but I love Marshall's. <laughs> but I went to Marshall's a few years ago and there was this like, and I saw it recently too. It makes my blood boil. There was this like little placard and it was like probably Mother's Day or something. And it was like mother and it was like a definition of mother. And it's like the person who does all the things for all the people like ah. without you know like whatever it was something ridiculous like that it's on my instagram if someone wants to you know scroll through and find it but that is the cultural definition so like the connotation of motherhood is that you're the person who does all the things for all the people thanklessly every day and you're miserable like you know that's just kind of like you're just de facto miserable um and there's so many parts to motherhood that i that I feel 
can be reclaimed. I think that we can reclaim ourselves within motherhood. I think the whole idea of postpartum needs to be reclaimed from the modern Western approach to more traditional approaches. The idea of how we raise our children needs to be reclaimed um, from trauma, traumatizing and limiting to being trauma-informed and expansive. The idea of who we are as mothers, right? The identity of being a mother needs to be reclaimed within ourselves, right? This is a, a completely individual journey, but how we can approach motherhood and and not being swept into the current of motherhood. Because I feel like people, they have this role, they put on their blinders and then they're just with the herd, you know, and they're just going. And I... And the path that the herd is taking may very well be the path you want to take, but I think that's very important to recognize the difference of someone who's being swept in it and someone who's actually purposely going that direction. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of moms and even parents in general um, are going, you know, with the flow and they feel like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm easy go, I'm going with the flow. And it's like, well, does it really work with you though? And, or not. Um, the idea of motherhood going beyond what I know. Um, you know, my mom is, my mom lives with me and that informs a lot of my observations about motherhood. And it's like, who do we want to be for the long term? You know, motherhood isn't just a short term gain and loss system. You know, it's a long game that we're playing. And so when we're making decisions around motherhood, the idea of reclamation is about this is forever, you know? So how do we sustain ourselves in this? So like the idea of postpartum, like the way that I approach postpartum is it's you're treating your first 30 days um, because that's gonna inform your next 30 years. And so how do you actually do that? Um, how do you parent your children? And I'm not a perfect parent by any means. Um, but how do you try to parent your children so that in 30 years, like they actually like you <laughs> and they, and then also they're contributing citizens to the world. That's kind of how I approach it. So many, many facets to it. Um, and probably many more that I have thought about, but I haven't actually touched on here. Thank you for asking me. Yeah, that's, um, I'm, thank you for sharing. I love, I really truly love that idea of reclaiming motherhood and the meaning of it. And it reminds me of another reason I think that I don't, as you were talking, a reason I don't like identifying with mothers because I don't wanna, I kind of resent that, that those things that come along with that title and I don't want them put on my shoulder. I don't want to be the person who takes care of everything. And I don't like that part of the role. And I'm not, and I'm not, you know, I'm in a, in my relationship, the way we have things I, I, my husband's a lot better at doing a lot of things than I am. Um, so it, you know, it works out well, but if we could reclaim it and make it our own, I, I'm so on board and I, and there, I think that I have reclaimed in my own way, like you're saying, you have to do it for yourself. My role in my daughter's life is to help them be a powerful, reflective person that's contributing to the world. Um, and that's where, 
you know, when it comes to dieting and watching your weight and trying to look a certain way, I, I, I want to turn away from that. I don't want them to be buying into that. I want them to take care of their bodies and be healthy, but to use it to get done what they want to do in the world, not to look a certain way. So it's sort of reclaiming that relationship. I love the title. Of, I love your Instagram handle. And I, I want to go down your current and listen to what you're saying. And it's so important to think about these things. Well, thank you. And I think your girls are very lucky to have you as a model for that. And all the lessons that you've learned in your challenges, you know, in all of the roles you've had and all of the, the trials and tribulations you've faced, they're, you know, they're benefiting from that. And what's really cool is they're never not going to ever be a daughter, right? Like that's their, or a child, you know, a child of yours. Like that's a relation that they will always have. And um, I don't know, it's just a really powerful thing to, to reclaim. I just think it's, I think it's great that you've recognized that. And I, and I love that we had this conversation where we can explore this area because I do feel like a lot of moms can identify with like, I don't want to introduce myself. It just kind of feels, you know, X, Y, Z, fill in the blank because it feels different for all of us. Yeah, for sure. Anyone and anyone who wants to introduce themselves and loves that goal of their life, that more power to you. That is every, you know, everyone's free to define themselves as they like. And yeah, you said, I'm not a perfect parent. I'm not a perfect parent by any means at all. And um, for people who are knocking out of the park, that's awesome. Teach me as well. So, so many things came up in our conversation. I can't wait to listen to more episodes of the podcast. I hope that you touch on all of those things. It's, uh, I obsess about it all day, every day. So I, I hope that um, these conversations will, or these topics will come up time and time and again. So I so appreciate having this conversation with you though, Amelia, it was just real. And we were able to touch on, I feel like we, you know, we probably could talk for three days just on this topic alone, because it's so deep and it runs so deep in our past because before we were mothers, we were mothered. And then before our mothers were mothered, they were mothered. And it's just, um, there's a lineage in the conversation as well. But this snapshot was beautiful. And I so appreciate having you here. Now, if you have taken anything away from our conversation, please DM me or Amelia with your observations or your thoughts, because the idea of being a mother is so broad and there's so many facets to it that there's just not one single experience and we'd love to hear yours. In case folks were interested in taking a look at your Instagram handle and follow, you know, taking a look at your work, because I do think that the work that you're doing as a dietitian supporting mothers and supporting their children in this culture that we have, this food culture, um, is just so important. Can you share how they can find out about you and your work? I'm on Instagram as my name, Amelia Sherry RD, which is registered dietitian. I follow you. So your followers can follow, probably find me on there if you forget. I, you can also find me at nourishher.com. So it's nourish her with two H's. So it's nourish and then H E R. 
www.jennyfoxcoach.com. I have um, a lot of free resources. I have articles I've written, downloads, how to talk to girls about food, eating, and weight. It's a really popular one right now. And you can also reach out to me there if you have any questions for me. I love talking to, I love hearing questions because just like the question you threw out there on our Instagram, it brings up so much and helps us, helps us understand where each other, what we're struggling with and what we're at. So those are the two places you can come find me. And that's it. Thank you so much for having me. And one follow-up question, Maya. What are the ages of the children that you're clients often have is there a range that you work with or is it kind of broad so clinically i've experienced from all the way from infant to 23 i do run an eight-week program and the women who are drawn to that it's called protecting girls from diet culture the women who are drawn to that usually have girls between six and probably 12 and to be perfectly honest, another part of um, motherhood and the female experience is a lot of the issues start to come up with feeding and eating around the time their daughters hit puberty and start putting weight on. And that seems to be a pivotal time where it sort of reawakens. If you've had any eating issues in your past, it kind of re might reawaken them. It does seem to reawaken them. And for moms who are really conscious and, and don't want their daughters to go down a detrimental path, they're usually looking for some help and guidance, or their daughter's getting upset about their body changing and they need support to navigate those waters and understand that this, that women's bodies change. I just had this on my Instagram recently over and over and over, right? Through all these different stages and things we experience, stress, motherhood, postpartum, pregnancy, menopause, aging, and it's, it's so natural and it's, it's part of living life and fighting against it really takes away from the experience. So to answer your question more succinctly around puberty is what people seem to be drawn to, but I do, I do work with parents who have children of all ages. Beautiful. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you, Lisa. I hope to see you more on social media and connect with you again. Yeah. This won't be the last time. Great. Wow, I had a really great time speaking to Amelia. The whole purpose of these real conversations is to bring these topics to light and to share real perspectives. The conversation with Amelia today really opened up my eyes because I hadn't realized I actually felt similarly, even, even though it's in a different way. But the reason that I embarked on a whole journey of self-identity was because I became a mother and the term mother didn't feel like it encompassed all of me. If you have thoughts, if you want to share any of your feelings, um, feel free to reach out to Amelia or me. Also, if you have a desire to have a real conversation on this podcast with me, feel free to DM me at Reclaiming Motherhood on Instagram or email me at lisa at lisaforreal.com with the idea for the topic that you have and we'll have a real conversation all right i'll see you next time thank you for tuning in today a great big thank you to medfield tv for their support and editing this episode living an inspired life is a worthy endeavor don't let anyone tell you otherwise 
Be sure to subscribe in your preferred podcast player for future real conversations. And if any part of this episode made you think of a friend, let them know that they aren't alone in their journey and share all the things with them. If you'd like to stay in touch, hop on over to lisaforreal.com and sign up for my daily blogs. Or find me on Instagram at Reclaiming Motherhood. See you next time.